Episode 109, Honoring the Vow. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And I'm going to start off this episode by saying this is a spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. If you have not seen the movie The Vow and you intend to see it, do not listen to this podcast until after you've seen the movie. Yep. Okay, so spoiler. Do not blame us for ruining the movie for you. Yes. Um, And we'll make sure to put that up on Facebook when we put it out there. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So, lo and behold, we actually went to dinner and a movie. (laughs) Well, yeah, let's talk about our date night on that we had the other night. I mean, that was fun. So... Those of you that have been listening here through the month of February know that our original Valentine's Day plans were scrapped due to sick kids and sick babysitter sister and Stuff. just didn't work out the first time around. And so um, this last week, our kids have had off from school. And so I made the arrangements for the sitter and been craving sushi. So we went and had sushi. And um, and this was Elisa's month to take the lead in our date night. Mm-hmm. Next month will be mine. So this was her This was her month. This was my month. And um, there's the new movie out called The Vow. And I just read some of the backstory on it and was really intrigued by the idea of a couple remaining committed when she's lost all recollection of who her husband is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, I got to tell, <laughs> give Tony 45 minutes to eat sushi because, you know, he worked late and the kids and I were out all day. And I'm like, okay, we can still pull this off. The movie theater's three minutes from the sushi place. Um, we get over there, which is kind of funny because and, there's and 15 Elisa, minutes of yes. previews. Elisa is so funny about this because she's like, the movie starts at 7.05. And I'm like going, honey, by the time it starts, it's going to be 7.20. But Elisa loves to be on time to these things. So, I mean, it's getting close to 7.05 and, and she's like, yep, okay, we'll take our check now. And and I was just having a good time just talking to our sushi chef as well as Elisa. But you could just tell she's just sort of like starting to get a little antsy. She's like, okay, let's let's get going. And she's like, I got to get the restroom and then we'll just run out. And no kidding. I mean, she's like parking the car and she's like rushing up to go get our tickets and we go and sit down and okay, but wait a minute. Seven twenty rolls minute, around wait a minute, wait a and the movie finally starts. Okay, yes, so we sit through I don't know maybe four, five previews, maybe six. I don't know a lot. Fifteen minutes worth of previews, mm-hmm. and um, right as the opening credits start to roll. Now, mind you, as we're walking mm. through the lobby of the theater, I look at Tony and say, "Do you need to go to the bathroom?" I don't think he said that. Um, yeah, I did. Okay, because I know. Okay, we can't sit through a movie without you going to the bathroom. I don't remember saying that. And so, you know, preview, 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 preview. Oh, look, now we're starting the opening credits, the opening scenes. My beloved looks at me and says, I'll be right back. I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Hey, I had had a lot of iced tea during sushi. Really? Really? All those previews. Well, well, they could have gone on for a little bit longer for all I knew, the way that was going. Yeah, but why didn't you go after the second one? Well, because I didn't have to go after the second one. Oh, I have to yeah, go after the fourth yeah. or fifth one. Anyway, so we made it back before before the critical. Um, I made it back with plenty of time. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Ran but upstairs. I'm, you and know, ran upstairs, ran back. And yeah, we actually watched a whole movie together in a movie theater. So I, I know we tell you guys don't do movie and dinner because you know if that gets to be too much of a routine. But it's we never do movie, dinner and a movie. Nah. So for us, it was really fun to... Uh, 
to go and see this movie. And it was a powerful, powerful movie. And we thought so anyway, we thought so. Um, it's one of those things where like, you're not going to be bowled over. I don't think by the acting necessarily. Like, I mean, I wasn't like, I was just, you know, riveted on the edge of my seat because of what I was seeing in terms of acting, but I was riveted based on the story. Yeah. The, the, the backstory that was happening there for me too, was just, wow, just amazing. It's for those of you that don't know, and I'm not spoiling anything that you won't see in the trailer or online. uh, This couple meets, marries, they're married about two months. They're in a car crash in which in the movie she is thrown. And this is all based on a true story. Mm -hmm. Um, She is thrown from the car and suffers a traumatic brain injury. When she wakes up from her coma, she has, which they don't say how long I don't recall. uh, She does not recognize or remember her husband. In fact, in the movie, she looks at him and asks, you know, she refers to him as her doctor. Yeah. When she first wakes up, when she first wakes up and he's like, I'm, I'm your husband. And so there's that that initial, oh my gosh, you know, like okay, she, you know, she's going to snap out of this. You know, they're going to get on. She's going to, um, she's going to heal from this and, and move on. And that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. She remembers her life before him, like years back before him, but no recollection of their meeting, of their courtship, of their marriage, of their life together, of what she does, of what he does. It's all gone. Yeah. And so it really, it really forces the viewer to sit there, especially those of us that are married, who have taken those vows to say, how would I honor my vows in that situation? You know, would I, would I be the type of person that could say, okay, you know what? I, you know, if for better or for worse and sickness and health, guess what? We're doing the for worse and the sickness right now because she doesn't remember me. Well, and the hard part from what I could gather from, and I'm looking at it from the husband's side is here he is, you know, they, she comes out, doesn't have any recollection of who he is. He is completely and utterly still in love with her. He's wanting to honor the vow that they had given each other, but she doesn't even remember that. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't have any idea so you have this struggle for him going on i mean there's this internal struggle of trying to help her remember everything that's happening and what has happened over the last you know two months of their marriage and prior to that you know their whole courtship and there was just some times in there where you could just feel this tension that's this wow what do i do to help her remember who I am and just this struggle. I mean, he was just really struggling to honor those vows, mm-hmm. but you know, just having such a hard time with having a hard time doing that. Right. Because you know, you know, here's a situation where one of you remembers everything mm-hmm. and the other one doesn't know who you are. You know, and when they go home together after, you know, she gets released from the hospital, she's essentially getting into a car with a stranger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Going home to a stranger's home and, you know, keeps hearing that they're married. Yeah. And 
yet on the flip side, he knows everything about her, you know, knows what makes her tick, knows what, you know, foreplay she likes, knows, you know, what her gifts are and what her quirks are. And, and none of that matters in the sense of it doesn't matter to her because she has no, she has no memory of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it plays out, you know, there's all these different sub stories going on, but it was one of those movies where it makes you think throughout the movie, what would I do? Would I get frustrated? At one point in time, um, her dad basically offers to buy him off to divorce her. Yep. Says, you know, you can be, you can be done with this. I know you you know you guys didn't have insurance, and you know these medical bills are stacking up, and you're going to lose your business, and you know, we can basically make this go away with a pen stroke. And Leo, the the husband, looks at the father in law and says, "Family is everything." You know, I made a vow to her and I'm going to honor that. And, and then he goes on, you know, in a few scenes later where, you know, he realizes that she's not happy. Right. And that no matter how much he wants to make her memory come back, he can't do it. He, he, you know, he, he says um, in the movie at one point in time, he's like, the first time around she fell in love with me in two weeks. And you got the sense that it had been months now that they were trying to, you know, rekindle this. And he had taken her on a date of all of their, like all of the places that they had been. Yeah. Like where they met their, the first time and the first restaurant and the, and, you know, little treats that she liked and all this kind of stuff. And, and it still didn't jive anything for her. Yeah. And so he does in the movie, he grants her a divorce. Um, and it's kind of like where the movie in real life separate because um, in doing a little bit of research on the couple in question um, Kim and Cricket Kim and Cricket uh, make their last name here um, Kim and Cricket Carpenter they are actually a, a Christian couple and so for them in real life it was their their faith in God and his ability to heal and strengthen their marriage in real life she never regains her memory they go on to fall back in love, mm-hmm. rebuild a life together, you know, subsequently had children, but she, she has no recollection of that time. You know, he is, he's married, you know, to a new person. Yeah. You know, to somebody who doesn't remember all of the little nuances of their relationship. And yet he never left her in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you start thinking, you're like, oh, why? You know, would I, if my husband did this or if my husband did that? And one of the sub stories going through here, there's this tension between her parents. Um, and, you know, it finally comes out that her dad had had an affair with one of her best friends. I'm in the mic. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I keep getting pointed at. Um, and so she confronts her mother and she's like, why, why didn't you leave him? Why didn't you do this? And this is something I want you guys to hear because it was probably one of the most powerful lines out of the movie. The mom, Rita, says, I chose to stay for, with him for all the things he's done right, not the one thing he's done wrong. I chose to forgive him. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those statements that you hear and it just kind of makes you sit back in your seat because you're like, whoa. 
here was a woman that was getting, you know, she was ready to walk out the door. I mean, she, you know, the mom talks, Rita talks about how, you know, she, everybody was out of the house. She basically had her bags packed. She's ready to leave. And she looks around at, you know, family photos and, and, you know, just the memories of their life together. And she says, you know what? I chose to forgive. And I really think we're a society that we don't honor that vow as much as we should. The one that says, as long as life shall last in good times and in bad, because guess what folks, we've talked about this a lot on the show. There are a lot of bad times that happens in marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a lot of times when our spouses do things that hurt us, when our spouses do things that we really wish they hadn't done. What do we do in that moment? Do we choose to focus on the one bad thing and forget all the good things that have happened? Do we choose to forgive or do we make that one bad thing the relationship? This is the defining moment. This is the the definition of our relationship is this one bad thing. And we forget all the good. And I think that's what happens in a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. Because we haven't invested in you know in building that foundation and doing this. When the one bad thing happens, guess what? We're looking for a way out. There it is. We're up. We forget that when we make a vow, that is a promise. A vow is a promise. It is a promise before God. It is a promise before families that we are going to do the things that we say in our vows. And if you don't remember what your vows are, pull out the wedding video. Pull out, you know, if you wrote them down, pull that out and look and say, what did I promise you? Mm-hmm. What was so important on our wedding day that I stood up before all of those people or the two people or whomever and said, this is my promise to you. I didn't promise you that life was going to be perfect every single day that we were married. None of you put that in your wedding vows. I can guarantee it because you'd be lying and that's really a bad way to start your marriage. You know, most of you have some kind of good and bad in your vows or you did fun ones like they did where they're, you know, they're talking about, there was one line where she says, um, Something to the effect of, you know, I agree to disagree with you on the taste of red velvet cake. You know, which was a funny little thing, but it said in there, we're going to have our disagreements. But I'm going to come back to you and you're going to be home. Right. And that's what we need to remember when we think about our vows. When we have those bad days, when our world turns upside down, I mean, he, um, Leo in the story refers to these moments as impact moments. When life as we know it before changes forever. Mm-hmm. And we all, if you've been married more than 24 hours, you're starting your collection of impact moments. The first 24 hours, you might get away with it, but then, you know, like the toilet seat's going to start to happen. And then, you know, it's going to escalate from there to sick parents or sick kids or job loss or home loss. These are impact moments. And how you handle them defines who you are. Yeah, and you can also have good impact moments as well. I mean, Elisa and I, for the first 11 years of our marriage, you know, there are some good, there's there's a number of bad stuff. We talk about it. We've told you guys about it. If you haven't listened to it, you can go back to episode four. But 
But 11 years into our marriage, that impact moment for us was taking the challenge, that 60 days of sex challenge for, you know, for us. That was an impact moment in our marriage that has allowed us to grow, you know, individually, but more importantly, together over the last four years and that Elisa and I can kid and have so much fun now and I can look at her and tell her honestly and people I see all the time and I can say I love Elisa more now than I ever have ever have and it's that impact moment we had four years ago so funny that you should bring that up because we're leading this not a fan small group at, Mm -hmm. at CRB and um our small group is actually like 40 to 50 people. So we're kind of on the large side of small. But uh, one of the guys came up to me after because you guys know it's hard for us in a group setting to not bring up Strip Down or the podcast or, you know, there's always some reference. And, right. and so we were talking about compartmentalization today. And just as an aside, this guy comes up and, you know, he's sharing with me how um, he hopes to someday have what we have. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I was totally taken aback. You know, he's like, I'm 19 and and um, I just look at the two of you and, you know, hear how you guys relate to each other and, and what you talk about. And he's like, that's so cool. I hope I can have that someday. And I looked him in the eye and I said, it has not always been this way. Yeah. You need to know that we have not been perfect from day one. We're not even perfect now, but we've got a lot more things in, in you know, lined up and in, in sync now. Mm-hmm. But it is only by the grace of God that we are where we are today and able to impact lives the way we are and able to make it through our struggles and celebrate our successes. But that goes back to the fact that when we were at one of our lowest points, we took divorce off the table. Mm -hmm. That vow that we made to each other, as long as life shall last, even though there have been a lot of times when I'm like, okay, (laughs) Um, God, we don't have to go that long. You know, but that was it for us. Yeah. As long as life shall last was what the minister said on October 5th, 1996. And that is something that we joke about now, that we embrace, that we understand what that means. There is nothing that we will not put 100% into working through in this marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been through a lot and I know that there's more in store for us. Uh, you, you know, that's just, that's just life. That's I, I'm, I'm not going to assume the next 40, 50, however many years God's got left for me um, is going to be a bed of roses. Yeah. And, and we have a listener who wrote in because her and her husband went on date night. I think they went out on like Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night. And she wrote what, how the movie impacted them. And so I want to read this because we saw it Friday. I said I liked it, and she saw my tweet and said, oh, we're going to go see it. So here's, here's what she had to say. As I was sitting there, I thought of my own marriage, and I'm, I'm assuming sitting there in the movie theater. Several years ago, my husband and I, and I were in a bad place, and after trying to fix our marriage without success, the kids and I moved out. I was ready to go it alone, but my husband wooed me. He took responsibility for the kids when I had to work graveyards. He was patient with me when I wouldn't give him the time of day. 
He courted me and dated me. He won me over again. Tonight, I am more in love with him than I ever thought possible. God restored our marriage, and as much as I hate to have the separation in our past, it does not define our future. I parallel the movie to my life because we had a memory loss of what our marriage was and what God had in store for us. It took a collision to remind us what we have. And that was from Deanna. There you go. Memory loss takes on a lot of different forms. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we forget why we fell in love. Sometimes we forget all of those good things, all the good memories. We get so wrapped up in a bad situation, whether it's a traumatic car crash or whether it's just the distance that we've allowed to grow between our spouses. And yet the story, this true story shows what happens if one of you is willing to push through. You know, he didn't give up on her. He didn't take the easy way out. In the movie, he does divorce her, but then at the end, they bump into each other and they walk off together, you know, just kind of starting to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. So you, you get the sense at the end of the movie that things are gonna things are gonna happen. Come back together. Come back together. Um, what do you do? What choice will you make? You know, it's, we talk a lot about the fact that marriage is a choice every day. And I can't tell you what your memory loss is going to be in your relationship. But I can tell you if one of you is willing to fight, there's a lot of hope for your marriage. He, I mean, he went through hell and back fighting for her. He had to deal with her in the movie, her family that didn't even know about him and much less like him to, you know, ex boyfriends and just this whole crazy life that she had before him that because of her estrangement from her family, he didn't really know much about and suddenly he's thrown into it, but he just kept fighting. He's like, I'm not giving up on you. Right. I'm not giving up on our marriage. I made a promise to you. I made a vow. It does not matter what your memory loss is. Yeah, and I can't remember what movie it is now or where that came from, but yeah, my word is my bond. What is that from? Do you remember? No, I'm not one to remember those lines. <laughs> uh, but it, but it's one of those lines that, um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, my yeah. word is my bond. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I'd have to find it. Anyway, you guys know what I'm referring to um, in that when you speak it, when you speak those vows to another person, you have given them your bond. You have made that promise and it's up to you to be the one to keep it. Mm -hmm. It's up to you to be the one to remember the importance of those words no matter what life throws at you. Yeah. <laughs> He's got nothing. I got up on a soapbox today. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I just, I just find it, you know, and it parallels mine and Lisa's marriage in a way where, you know what? 
after 11 years, we realized that this marriage that we have was worth fighting for. Yeah, we did something crazy. We took on that 60 days of sex challenge. We, we did a, a small study at our church on intimacy and sex. So that put us at the forefront. You know, and I look back at those times and you know what? That is God's hand at work. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of time and Elisa and I have had a lot of time to just sort of reflect back on our lives a little bit and just go, wow, why was I so bent out of shape to lead a course on intimacy at our church? Why was it at that point in time that I was so just, if I'm going to lead something, it's going to be on sex. You know, and I just look back and I just can see God's hand at work in our lives and in our marriage. And I can look back at times when, you know, over the last four years where he's been there time and time again. I can look back at like my whole pornography addiction now and go, how was it? Because I get people asking me this all the time. How was it that you just stopped looking at pornography? And I can truly say that I believe in miracles. I do. Because two weeks after I went to Elisa and said, I'm done looking at this stuff, it was done. I stumbled one time and it was done. I don't have those thoughts in my head anymore. I don't have those images in my head anymore. I believe in miracles. I believe that we have a Savior who is just there right beside us all the time. And this movie for me was just, it impacted me because I just go, wow, there have been some really amazing impact moments in our marriage. And more importantly, God never left our side. He was always there. And I'm just now realizing that more and more in my life. Mm -hmm. And just so thankful that he never gave up on us, never gave up on me. And even though we still stumble and fall and, and crawl, you know, and pick ourselves back up at times, I just know he's there. I just need to trust him more and more each and every day. I need to put everything I have into his hands and just say, take it. And right now is one of those times. It's, it's one of those times where I struggle. I struggle with a business that's failing. I struggle with short selling a house, you know, but I know that God's right there for me and he has my back and he's not going to just throw us to the wolves. This could be another impact moment in our marriage. I, I don't know. You know, we'll see what it is in, you know, two years, three years from now when we look back and go, wow, do you remember 2012 when we had to sell the house and the business was going down the tubes and wow, look at what happened. Well, that's a really interesting parallel because you and I haven't talked about that, but the fact that, um, you know, in this movie, you can draw the parallels to God never giving up on us. Mm-hmm. To You know, there are so often those times that, and I'm just going to use the generic we because, you know, I, I can own this, you know, so often I forget about God mm-hmm. in terms of I'm doing my own thing, you know, I'm good. I don't really need you. And so I forget, you know, I forget I have memory loss for all of the good things that God has done in my life, for all of the blessings that he has bestowed. And yeah, he's right there. He's like, I'm fighting for you. 
I'm not letting you go. You know, I am going to be hanging in there right there. And, and you know, one of these days you're going to remember me. You know, we do that. We do that with all different kinds of things in our life. And yet God's like, okay, I'm hanging out. I'm, you know, I'm going to your doctor's appointments. I'm taking you here. I'm taking you there. I'm sitting in the car next to you. You'll remember me. You'll remember me. I know you will. He keeps fighting for us. Mm -hmm. So whether it's in your marriage or in your relationship with God, you can see the parallels in this movie. And know that you're being fought for. You may not be able to feel it. You may not be able to see it, but it is happening. God wants us in deeper relationship with him. He wants us to remember. And he's willing to build that relationship whether or not we remember. Right. Just like Leo in the movie was willing to build the relationship whether or not she remembered. Yeah. Totally. It goes it goes that deep. Yeah. Yep. No. It, is that your ending to that? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm spent. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't too sure where, you, where you're ending no, I'm, with I'm, that. I'm good. I All just, right. you know, it was just, like I said, you know, the movie. Um, well, I, I got another impact moment from okay, one go. of our listeners. So go. let me read this. So this is from Amy. She says, hi, Tony and Elisa. I am so excited to have won the free copy of the Simple Natural Health ebook. And for those of you, um, Nina Nelson, longtime listener. She's written a book called Simple Natural Health. It's a fantastic book. Elisa and I have both read it, love it. Uh, I will have a link in there for you. It is an affiliate link, so if you do buy it, we do get a, a small commission off of that, but I'll put that in there for you. I have been listening to the podcast for about a year now, and I really enjoy the podcast and your message. Woohoo! Thank you. I just got married in July, and inspired by your seven or 40 days of sex challenge, I agreed to have 30 days of sex with my husband starting the day we got married. Which, you're a newlywed, praise God, just go for it. I mean, I think that's great. <laughs> what a way to start it out. You want to talk about the impact moment, start it from day one. We ended up having sex for 40 consecutive days. That's the newlywed thing going on there. <laughs> 40 consecutive days. Okay, let that sink in, folks. I, I, we went 12, 11, 12. Yeah, something like that. All right, something like that. And, and I can't remember Kevin and Tammy. You're going to have to hit us up and let us know how many consecutive days you went. Um, who else out there has done 60? Uh, the Francis's? Yes, Francis's. Tell, you got to tell us how many consecutive you went. Anyways, all right. It was amazing, and we plan to do it again next year. Your podcast helps keep me inspired and remind me that marriage is not perfect, but there are plenty of couples out there who are making it work. So... That was from Amy. And and that's another impact moment. You know, even being a newlywed to just bam from day one, just going at it in, in more ways than just sex. But I know I'm just I'm speechless. But for I mean, those what of a you way to start have, off their marriage. Yeah. For those of you who have even done a seven days of sex challenge, you know how much effort it takes to be connected for seven days physically, emotionally, intellectually. All of it comes together. And so those are those are times in your lives when you can just go, boom, we are going to start something new here. Mm -hmm. You know? So I thought that was just awesome from Amy, and I wanted to share that with all of you guys. 
And then lastly, we're going to bring this up to you guys because we think it's cool. We've heard from many of you over the last couple of years who have issues with in-laws and we got a casting call from A&E and they are looking family struggling with in-laws. And so what they're looking for are families who have tensions with their in-laws because of cultural divides, age difference, impending pregnancies and weddings, child rearing, finances, and more. In general, they say, we're interested in issues that relate to so many people out there, which, hey, many of us, even even myself, the, the early years of my marriage was a little, there, there was some tension with my in-laws. So we have a, a fantastic relationship now. So truly blessed that we don't have that now. But many of you still have those issues. You're struggling with your in-laws. And so if you're interested in being on A&E and they say, hold on here. Um, can we put a link? Can we put- no, they, they don't have a link. You'll have to email me directly and I can give you their email if, if you're interested. Um, no, they say that... Ah, gosh, I'm so sorry. Families who appear on the show have the opportunity to work with a professional relationship expert who will help them to identify and mend their problems. We're looking for brave couples and their in-laws who are willing to share their stories in the hopes of not only repairing their own relationships, but also helping thousands of other families who are going through similar challenges. So I want to bring that out to you. If you are interested, email me, ask Tony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Just put in there A&E struggling with in-laws and I'll just shoot you over the name and the email of who you need to contact. The cool thing is if they use you, we end up getting a finder's fee, which is rad. And I, we appreciate that. And I just want to say this is, we, we all this, and this is why I bring these sort of things up. It's because of your donations, your monthly memberships, is allowing us to grow. We're going to take stripped down. We, we actually have it in the process of getting stripped down 13 keys, unlocking intimacy in your marriage into a Kindle format. Yay. So for all you Kindle lovers out there and who've been asking us, with for us, us for just a little while longer. Yes. We're going to have it in mm-hmm. Kindle. And so we're able to start growing this ministry more than what we have. And that has been our prayer and just putting our trust in Jesus that, you know, one extraordinary marriage and everything that we've been developing and doing for the last two years can impact even more marriages and more couples. And the other thing with um, the cast and call and, and whatnot is that part of what happens in marriage is that we get so wrapped up in our own little bubble and we think we're the only ones that have this particular problem. And, you know, we were sharing with our group tonight that. When that happens, it's a very isolating experience. And it really does allow the devil to kind of just, you know, take you down to your lowest point because you're like, I'm the only one that this happens to. It's when you can shed light on circumstances that it does help others. I mean, you guys have heard us share our struggles on this show. You have heard from others who have written in and we've shared their problems be it with their spouse or their kids or whatever and you you we hear from you wow you know that happened to my family too or i can relate to that because you know my mother-in-law or my kids or my spouse or whomever so 
you know, any of you that are thinking about this, do it in the spirit that we do our show. I don't know that much about how the show is going to be run. And, you know, I, I give it with the caveat. If at any time you do not feel comfortable. Yeah. You guys, you guys know how we feel about that kind of stuff. Oh, you know, only, only go as far as the most conservative spouse. And that, that applies to sharing your issues and whatnot. But think of it as a way, like they said, to help others Mm -hmm. because there may be one couple out there that sees you that says, okay, we're not alone. Mm -hmm. There is a way out of this mess. That was the whole premise for starting this show. Yep. It's the premise for what we've got going on the rest of this year and and just some of the exciting things that are going to be going on with one. But shed light on your problems. Don't let them get so big and out of control because we are afraid to talk about the skeletons in the closet. Change your future by really digging in and getting rid of that garbage. Yeah, most definitely. And if we can help you, our book has had an impact on hundreds of couples. You can get it at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Love for you to pick it up. We have that in soft cover, ebook, or audiobook format. Up to this point, we'll let you know when Kindle comes out for all you Kindle folks. We will make sure to let you know on that. And another little note here I know we got a lot of business stuff we're talking about, but hey, it's a good day to do it. We are going to start posting some more blog posts up on the site. So you'll see those probably like once every week, once every couple of weeks, just depending on what we got going on. One of our things is that we're not going to get into the the habit of just posting something to post something. We really want to put something out there that's really going to impact you and have a, it's going to be a benefit. But we know, we told you last week to turn off all this stuff and get away from all this stuff. So we don't want to, you know, junk up your email or anything else with something that's just fluffy and no value. All right. <laughs> All right, you guys. Fluffy. We ho- fluffy. Unless it's fluffy and it's in your room, bedroom, then it's good stuff. All right. Love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week. Oops, my music just went off.